And welcome, everybody. Hey, it's Saturday. It is the 19th of June. Tomorrow is the solstice sometime tomorrow evening. So that will be cool. Tomorrow will be the longest day of the year. That'll be very interesting. And let's see what else is going on. Well, and I have some sad news to report. This is so sad that, that Biden's dog, Champ, passed away last night. And you see, any time a dog passes away, no matter what it is or who it's, whose dog it is, it's very sad for me. So I was out in the car reading about it and I was crying. <laughs> so anyway, but it just gets to me, you know, I just it's to lose a dog. They've had him for 13 years and I just loved him to pieces. So they have one dog left and that is Major. Major's a kind of a kitten compared to him. And so um, it'll be interesting to see. They are supposed to get a cat, though, I heard. So I don't know if they've done it yet. They might speed that process up now, now that that uh, champ or uh, Major will be alone. Anyway. Okay, that's enough on pets. Anyway, today on the show, we have on Ms. Jackie Slevin, we are going to be talking all about the latest uh, new person that's born into the royal family, and that is Lilibet, who's the daughter of Meghan and, and Harry, and we have a chart on her already. It's awesome because the cool thing is that they always publicize the whole birth data, you know, and you can find it somewhere on the internet. So literally after it was announced, I think I got it five minutes later. So, <clears throat> you know, just being right on top of things, you know, we're looking at her chart. We're going to also probably look at Mr. Archie's chart, too. So to see how brother and sister will be getting along when she gets older. Okay, so, and then, and, and Lilibet will also be our celebrity of the week because, you know, we're, she's done a lot of work on it, and we're going to talk about it with, with Jackie. And she's very excited about it, too, because there's a lot of things in her chart that make her very unusual. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Okay, let's see. What else have we got on here today? Uh, well, I don't know. I think that's it. We've got a new announcement with the, the Emerald Spiral Expo. is coming back next month on the 24th of July. And I'll be doing an ad about that a little bit later. So that'll be fun. I can't wait to do that. It's going to be so cool going, getting back together with friends and fellow metaphysicians that all love to congregate together and have fun. So we're going to have a great time. I know it'll be so great. So after almost two years, too. So anyway, all right. So we're gonna, for now, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to bring on Jackie Slevin to help us with the Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150.
fabulous. That was fabulous. Jackie, wasn't that fabulous? It was. <laughs> I got goosebumps from across the continent. <laughs> I know. We're all standing up and crossing our heart here. Yes. You know, uh, but I was thinking about that on the way up here driving. I said, uh, I think I'll put that on the, the run sheet and see if he goes, okay, we'll do that. And he was already thinking about doing it anyway because we're kind of on the same page. But so anyway, that was a good lead in for our wonderful little sweetheart, uh, Lilibet. I would love to see a picture of her. It'd be really nice, but they haven't done that yet. No, but um, okay, so her birth date coming right out of the shoot here this is June 4th, 2021. And her time of birth was 11.40 a.m. in Santa Barbara, California. So she didn't obviously give birth to it in England. But, um, but they are now living here, and they are citizens. So let's get going on this woman, and a girl, child, baby, <laughs> some pick one, anyone. And so um, I'm going to let you start with this because I know that there's a lot of stuff you've discovered about her. Oh, yes, indeed. It was, I can't begin to tell you how appropriate it was that you played God Save the Queen oh. uh, two minutes, two seconds ago, because the first thing that just gets you right between the eyes when you look at Lilibet Diana's chart is that she has Regulus rising, oh. and that is the sign of royalty. Yes, I see yes. that. Okay, yes. Yeah, I now not only that, she has Algol at 26 Taurus, Right on her midheaven. Wow. Oh. Right on it. Now, Which that is, could be uh, either really wonderful or kind of something else, right? Well, the best way to look at Algol is this is a person who was, I don't want to say born during or conceived during, but at some time in their life, their lives will be marked by crisis. Okay. There might have been, yeah, and in this case, I will go out on a limb and say the birth, because this is when she comes into the world, right? right. Yeah, right. Exactly. So when you have algal like that, they're born into a crisis. Right. One oh, of and my they kids certainly are in one, for sure. Oh, absolutely, because her father renounced his position on the global stage. Yep, yep. And her mother went public and with uh, went public with it on Oprah to what? Something like two billion people watched that interview. Yeah, I'd watched it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I watched some of it afterwards, but uh-huh. I mean, uh, that is a crisis. Yeah, I mean that's sim- simply simply put, she's making a crisis for herself by the things that she's already done or not done. That's Just already they're in the womb. Born, she she stirred yes. up a crisis. Right. Exactly. Right. And this, in addition to that, she has a powerful, powerful opposition between Mars and Pluto. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which makes that's the aspect of a power broker. Yeah, yeah, it would. For better or worse. Yes, that's very true. Now, mm-hmm. Mars is in Cancer, so you can bet that the first issues of anger, a deep anger, will be at her mother. You know, you just kind of sort of feel that, you know, with cancer. Quite possibly, yes. Yeah, could be, yeah. You know. And also, I don't know if you've noticed this or anyone else spoke to you about this, but another thing that jumps out like a gymnast <laughs> in Lilibet's chart is that she has Venus and Jupiter in mutual reception by exaltation. Yes, she does, doesn't she? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Exactly this right. Is a- Huge aspect of privilege. Yeah, 
I would say that very privileged, for sure. Extremely privileged. But her privilege will put her in a crisis, you see, because the highest point of her horoscope is the degree of crisis at 26 Taurus. Now, hear me on this. Okay, I'm listening. Diana, who she's named for, Princess Diana, her paternal grandmother, had a T-square, a very tight T-square in her chart to Venus at uh-huh. 24 Taurus or right. 25 Taurus. Right. And that T-square crowns this Lilibet's midheaven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now here's one other thing. I was trying to remember Diana's chart. I should have brought it, but I, you know, I kind of memorized it. Doesn't she have something like Venus around 26 or so Taurus? Isn't that where her Venus is? Exactly. And I, that's, the that's what I thought. T- yeah. Yes. It's at the apex of a T-square in her chart. Right. And that T-square crowns this little baby's midheaven. Oh, wow. Now, she... there's, there's some raging genes. Not only that, her great-grandmother, Elizabeth, right. okay, also has also, wait, this little girl's Mars-Pluto opposition... Right. Straddles her great-grandmother's ascendant descendant. Oh, God, you're right. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. Now, doesn't uh, Elizabeth ascend it around 25 degrees Capricorn, right? 21. 21. Okay, it was close. Okay, so that, that is interesting. Yeah. 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 And so, Elizabeth's, Queen Elizabeth's IC is 25 Taurus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You can't make this up. I know. <laughs> it's amazing, folks. You know, and let me tell you, for all the people out there going, what the heck are they talking about? This right. is major stuff. And we're talking major. about about the stuff that she has indigenously in her chart, that how she's going to affect the rest of the family once she meets the rest of the family, whenever she does. You know, and that's going to be kind of like a, a bomb going off when they meet each other, almost, sort of. A total bomb. Yeah, a total, well, a not total. a bomb. She's going to be a power broker. Yeah. She has Venus, she, with Mars opposite Pluto. Yeah. And Venus and Jupiter in mutual reception by exaltation. Right, right. She's going to have charm and celebrity to throw away. Yeah. Right? She, much like her grandmother, she will be sought after for photographs. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And much like her grandmother, it'll put it in a crisis. Yeah. Because of the algal on the midheaven. Yeah, not to mention, the Regulus thing is, like, huge, though. Huge. Huge. Well, you know, that's where you know, Donald Trump has his Regulus on as his ascended, you know, mm-hmm. and we kind of know what's happening. make a huge statement. Huge. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They can also be too much of too much. Yeah, that too. Yes, that's true. Yes. Yeah. They can suck all the oxygen out of the room. Oh, he's been known to do that. Yeah. I yes, know. and this little one will do it too, especially with Venus, Jupiter, and mutual reception by exaltation. And Mars, All Pluto. eyes will be on her whether she wants them there or not. Yep, yep. You know, and that huge power surge, I mean, that power base that she's got with the Mars-Pluto is, you know, it's so deep, you know, that it, how can she even access? She'll just know that she's going to rise out of her like a phoenix. You know, and then go, wah, and then pull back in. Everybody's going to be laying on the floor when they listen. Yes. Yeah, that type of thing. Like, what it's the heck happened? True. Yeah. Yes. They'll now, be laid out. 
<laughs> Using the Slevin system, this little girl has raging genes. Yeah. Raging. The raging. ruler of her IC, 26 Scorpio, traditional ruler Mars. Right. Is in Cancer, sign right. of the family. Right, right. And the ruler of her midheaven, yep. Algol, a yep. 26 Taurus, ruled by Venus, is also in the sign Cancer, the oh. sign of the family. Oh, God. So there's this also... is Harry's little girl. Uh, yes, I know. That is a complication beyond complication, isn't it? Beyond complication. I mean, Harry's north node is on this little girl's midheaven. It's not on Algol. It's oh. four degrees away. Wow. Harry's north node is 29 Taurus. Okay. His series is 25 Taurus. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And his mother lost her head, didn't she? All right. Well, she kind of did. Well, yeah, she kind of did. Yeah. yeah, and her and her and his mother was in a crisis. So, I mean, this girl is carrying on a family tradition for better and for worse. Yeah. Right. Far and, more than Archie is. Archie will be able to hide cuz he's got a stellium in the 12th right. house. And you know, you mentioned to me um, in a message to me, she said the connection to Diana is unbelievable, and that it she is. is reliving. And I always thought that from the moment that all the drama started happening around her and the family, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the racial stuff and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, well, okay, so and this is a girl, you know, and and Megan is somebody with a stationary Uranus in her chart. Well, you know, yep, yeah. What do you do about that? So it's. Um, is sort of like she is a reincarnation somehow of Diana. She's yes. enacting same same stuff, basically. Yes, she, she's playing out the same karma. I hate to sound so corny yeah. or, or hallmark, you know, but she is playing out the same karma of Diana. Yeah, she is. She really is. And I thought, oh, my God, that's going to be a heck of a life. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to take a break really quick here. When we get back, we're going to continue on with Lily. But we'll probably go on for most of the show about her because I think we've got a lot more information to talk about, don't we? With her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do. Good. Okay. So this is the Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for the Emerald Spiral Expo, July 24th, 2021. It's back. It's coming back. Uh, Almost just about a year and a half ago, uh, it kind of disappeared because of the pandemic. And so it's going to be at the Kent Commons as usual. And it's the biggest New Age fair in the Northwest featuring spiritual, metaphysical authors, crystals, and many psychic readers. There are over 60 booths selling crystals, and books and readings and booths some booths are still available so um i'll get to that in just a second so make sure you bring your family and kindred spirits and explore the exciting world of alternative medicine new age wisdom and quantum physics allow the emerald spiral to help you discover a new adventure on your journey of spirituality your purpose and the magic inside you so the magic this is a very free event it's happening, uh, it's at free parking at the Kent Commons, which is at 525 4th Avenue North on Saturday, July 24th, 2021. And the t- hours are new from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Okay, so if you want to learn more and want to find out from Astara Brisky, she is the runner of this. If you want to find out from her, if you, she can, you can become a vendor. You can just contact her at... Um, the, her email address, hold on a minute. I found it. It's not here. Oh, well. Okay. 
Anyway, um, it's you can go to these, the website, emeraldspiral.com, and you can find her email address on there. So that'll help you a lot. So don't forget the fair on July 24th. I will be there. Likely I'm going to broadcast live from there. I'm not sure yet, but we're, 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 th- we're t- Nathan and I are talking about it. So, yes, right. Anyway, okay, so uh, that's it on that, and you can go back. We can go back to Nathan. <laughs> This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, June 20th, it's Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me and talk with your animals or human loved ones on this side or the other with Natasha Venter. So plan to give us a call with your questions for me or for a free reading with Natasha. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And we are talking to Jackie Slevin this morning about Lilibet. And her full name is, let me pull this out because it's a long one, Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor. You know, that's a long name, but there it is. So that it covers every just about everybody in the family. So anyway, we're talking about her and her astrology, and basically, uh, Jackie has gotten very excited by looking at this chart, and I can see why she was looking at all those fixed stars, you know, putting Algol at the top and then Reculus on the ascendant. I mean, oh, whoa, whoa, yeah, that that's really heavy duty. You know, usually Algol's got a nasty reputation, but I think she, like you said, it may not be a stationary Uranus, but it's sort of like in a secondary position or even a bigger position of really creating a lot of waves in the family, don't you think, Jackie? Oh, extremely so. Not all, I mean, what we were speaking about a few minutes ago with the uh, relationship to her chart with Diana's. You're right. Diana's North Node is tw- was 28 Leo. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Right on this baby's ascendant. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, this little girl is going to make waves in the family. Oh, she is. I mean. Absolutely. I wonder when she's going to start. <laughs> you know, maybe exactly. about two, three months from now. I don't know. But as soon as she can talk, that will be, you yeah, know. Yeah, she will. Yeah, and that's because she's a Gemini. That will be the very most important thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it will be, um, I don't know. It's, it's, is she going to be looked at as race, racially different? Is she? What is her mix anyway? And I'm not really criticizing her, but we know how the the media in Britain criticized uh, Megan for being black, and they didn't want somebody of her color skin around. And I thought that was so crappy. Well, I don't even know that that would be an issue, at least not here, because she's going to have such a magnetic and powerful personality, right? That the level of melanin in her skin will not matter. Probably not. Yeah, probably. No, I don't think it will. It may in Britain, but it won't here. Right. Yeah, it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good thing that they picked up and moved here. I really do think, Uh, because I would be inclined to agree. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, look at Megan's chart, and you know the the Uranus thing just stands out like crazy, and she's very much like her her mother or mother in law. Yes, Diana, you know, in that, in the respect that, you know, she, uh, Diana had an Aquarius moon opposing Uranus, so she's very Uranoid anyway, so she's the one that created the, the upheaval in the family during that time, that everything just kind of came loose about the point 
when they were starting to separate and having separate lives, and that was never done by the royals, all that kind of stuff. But she did it anyway. And I remember looking at her chart thinking that she had Uranus and Leo in the North Node up there in the eighth house. She's going to just, like, rock the world of the royals. That's what she did. she did. She did. She did her purpose. She did it very well. You know, and it really made it more equal. I know that afterwards, um, Queen Elizabeth was much more open to visiting just normal people in a in a pub somewhere. She did uh-huh. that after after Diana died. You right, know, and Diana had the common touch. Yes, she did. She really did. She could she could blend with anybody, and you know, and that was the most important thing to her. She would touch people who had AIDS. She was extraordinary, and so she was. Yeah, and no one else in the family was doing that sort of thing. Nor were they ever programmed to even think about doing such. I a thing. know, and they looked at this woman and said, "Who is this mutant?" You That's know, right? Yeah, That's right. Yeah, and like, who? Why the heck did Charles find her and marry her? But right. But oh no, I was just going to say, but he chose her, and he didn't realize he chose her for a reason, and that she was here to help liberate the royal family from their background. That's just pretty much it. You know, yeah, and they weren't ready for it. No, that's very true. They weren't. And no, they, they didn't see it coming, and they weren't ready for it. And they thought she would toe the mark and do as she was told. That's right. You know, and eventually she just kept pursuing and kept pursuing and pursuing and being very, very um, matter of fact about it. And eventually, everybody just kind of turned the corner on it. Even if it was really right when she died, you know. And so that's kind of when the corner got turned about all that so uh yes. yeah it it's just it's, it's amazing to watch one person that comes into a family how they're going to affect an entire family especially something right. like the royal family that is so well known obviously and in the public eye all the time mm-hmm. and in yes. one person that comes in the family is going to change a family forever that's Be, right yeah and that's what she did so and so, and some of her characteristics are definitely in Lilibet. Absolutely, without oh, a doubt. Without a doubt, yep. Because Lilibet has Mars opposite Pluto. Yep. And Diana had Mars conjunct Pluto. That's right, she did, she did, yep. I remember that, yeah. So mm-hmm. she's, she comes, she's the hair of the dog, basically. Exactly, <laughs> that's the best way of putting it, yes. yeah. She just came down and said, "Excuse me, I'm a, I'm here to, I'm here on Diana's behalf. I'm here to live out her life too." That's right. Yeah. So don't be messing with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Mars Pluto would certainly say that, but mm-hmm. you know, um, it's just extraordinary to think. And her Moon in the eighth, which is interesting in Aries, so there will be sort of a um, the nature of you know, like I want what I want when I want it, you know, type of thing. She will be. Kind of yeah, waited it's on. Also, it's also kind of moon. Her moon is also conjunct Chiron. Yeah, and her moon is twelve Aries. Okay. Megan's Megan Markle's midheaven is eleven Aries. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of a touch and go. I'm not saying that you know that they don't. She doesn't love her child, but right. I think she'll see Harry as Papa Bear and Megan as the power broker and the person making all the business decisions and that sort of thing. Right, yeah. So who's going to be the more potent parent? Actually, they're going to sort of switch roles, right? Absolutely, uh, yes. Okay, yeah, Uh, because that makes sense. Because looking at their chart, it certainly makes sense to see that. You know, I know with my own family, my parents switch roles. 
So, you know, I know how that works. But um, it's it's going to be interesting. He was born just short of a, a eclipse, a lunar eclipse, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's going to be bless put blessings on her pumpkin head too. So uh, yes, yeah, yes, will. and her her Mars Pluto opposition is right on Megan's ascendant descendant. So this little girl is going to give her mother a run for her money. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see that. I mean, I yeah, this ju- will not be fun in terms of discipline. No, it really won't. I mean, you no. know, Ari- Aries Moon is saying, eh, wait, I don't want what I want now. I want it now." Yeah, you know, and you don't tell me what to do. Yeah, and you, <laughs> yeah, right. You weren't going to tell me what to do. Excuse me, but, you know, but that Mars-Pluto is just... Now, did Megan doesn't have Mars-Pluto on her chart, does she? I'll tell you in a second. I don't have her chart here with me. So... No. It, well, she has Mars at 11 Cancer and Pluto at 21 Libra. That's a little too far. Okay, all right. So I was just... No, wondering. not really, no. Yeah, and, and, you know, and her grandfather, you know, was just Prince Charles, is a Scorpio. So it, the the Plutonian energy is coming in through her, too. It's coming through, and it's, it's broadcasting itself fairly well. And it's going to mm-hmm. be something that she stands up for in herself. This is just literally, it's on her, her mother's ascendant, descendant, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that's, and that's really going to get under her skin a lot. But, oh, um, yes. Yeah, and um, and she's going to be kind of puzzled by this kid, I think. I think oh, absolutely, <laughs> because Megan's Uranus is on this little girl's IC. Oh no! I'm telling you, I'm, <laughs> no. This this is it, this is somewhat problematic to say the yeah. very least. Yeah, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to shake mm-hmm. her up really well. Yeah. Yeah, and Megan's Chiron is on this baby's midheaven. Oh yeah. So this is. That's kind of a touch-and-go yeah. aspect between two horoscopes. Well, you know, so, it, it's, excuse me, I was just thinking, it's so interesting the way um, her life has changed directions quite a bit. Um, Megan's life has changed since she moved here, and, you know, and, and they're basically have transplanted themselves in a whole new society and a new world, you know, and, you know, and, the, and according to Harry, you know, he's been in the royal family forever, and then he steps out of it. And is basically a civilian, you know, and he's living a normal life. But but the thing that's happening, you know, the Pluto part is they're all revealing all this junk they've been going through being a part of the royal family. Especially, especially well, not so much Megan because she hasn't been there as long. But Harry is talking about how awful it was for him to be in that family, you know. And I just thought, oh, my God, you know, talking about revealing secrets you never want to hear about. You just want to keep that that royal family in a royal bubble, you know. And but, you know, um, these guys are going to be here to raise holy heck, I think. Yes. Yep. Along with with Megan's daughter, you know. And and we'll have to talk about Archie here in a minute because Archie's interesting too. And how's he going to fit into all that? So Archie is going to be more behind the scenes. I think he is. He's You're got right. one, two, three, four, five planets in the. 12th house. Yeah, he does kind of, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's going to be reserved and he's going to keep it all hidden to himself. So, yes. Yep. And I think Archie may play a bigger role with his cousins overseas because he's got the South Node conjunct Saturn, conjunct Pluto in Capricorn in the ninth. 
of okay. other cultures. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I mean, that's just amazing. Okay, so we got to take another break here. Things are moving quick here. We've got so much stuff to do. So anyway, uh, we will be right back here after the next commercial. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed holistic physician Mark Mincala for the first time to talk about his method for manifesting miracles by accessing our superconscious state. On Saturday, Kelly Sullivan Walden, the dream doctor, returns celebrating the magic of living in a state called luminous humanness. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. The Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer. And with me today is Jackie Slevin, one of our very favorite people to have on the air, especially when we're talking about new people that have just been born. But um, it's really cool to be talking about a little bit. We were going to do it last week, but our guest wanted to do some other stuff about Biden and all that. So we did that. But um, it's nice to have a full hour to be devoting to this. Because I don't think anybody else has done that this much. But anyway, um, I was going to talk about, okay, there was a, a time when um, oh, maybe it was, oh, I know who it was. It was their firstborn child that was um, the first, the couple, um, Kate and, and William, had President Biden or President Obama there. And he was in front of, had a little, little wrap on or bathrobe. It's really cute. But that wasn't Archie. Uh, you know, we haven't seen much of Archie yet, have we? No, and they—I think—they're hell bent on keeping their babies out of the public eye. Yeah, I think so. That's not going to work so much for for a little bit, is it? No, it won't. No, maybe in her childhood because the parents exercise all that control. But as an adult, look out. Yeah, right. Yeah, I. You know, it'd be nice if we could tape this and send a copy to Megan and Harry. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really a good idea because I bet you they don't know about this stuff. I bet you they right. don't. Yeah. Oh, I'm quite sure that they don't. Yeah. But Harry could access anything he wanted. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And Megan could just pick up the phone and call Oprah, who will put her in touch with whoever she wants. She, with you, know. you or me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and in the Slevin system, in my system of horoscope analysis. Yes. Lilibet's principal planet is Pluto. Yeah, I noticed that. Within 26 minutes, 26-minute yep. orb. That's yep. tight. Very and tight. And Pluto rules the fourth house in this chart. Yep, it does. So this, she's going to call upon her lineage. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she really is. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting lineage that she has anyway because of the, um, the mixed, I think she's mixed, obviously, and she has a black mother, and I don't know, her father's white, and all that stuff. And, um, and of course, you know, that stationary Uranus just jumped out like a sore thumb when I looked at that chart the first time for her. And it just, mm -hmm. I said, she's living that out every day of the week, you know. And so she's always somebody that has never been afraid to take on controversy. You know, anything that is controversial, she'll do it. 
Right. So, you know, and so that's kind of her middle name anyway. And, you know, I, I really respect her for that. And she's also very humanitarian at heart. So uh, that's all very part of Uranus, too. But, um, yes. yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about about uh, Archie here. I mean, I'm looking at his south node Pluto. <laughs> he's He's got the same power source as his sister does. Woo! Yeah, yes, right. he does, but it won't be as potent. Yeah. And nor will he want it to be so. Yeah. His yeah. principal planet is uh, Uranus. Right. So he'll do things his own way, but he'll just go on about his business and won't make the big public statements that Lilibet will. Okay. So what's the ruling planet of his midheaven that's going to dictate his career that you come uh, well, up with? Well, he, he has uh, Aquarius. Aquarius on his midheaven, both okay. ruled by, and they're ruled by Saturn and Uranus. Okay. But oh. your, now his midheaven is two, yeah. and his Uranus is three degrees Taurus, and that squares it. Yeah, right. So the ruler of the midheaven squares the midheaven. He will be in the public eye, but not to the extent of his sister. I just don't see it. Right, yeah. I, and, you know, the thing is with that south node that says, you've been there and done that before, honey. Right. You know, so maybe it's time for you to, after you've done your, your work at the office, which won't exactly be how it plays out, but, you know, when you been, get off the throne, um, you're going to go home and be home with your mom or whoever else, you know, or home right. environment. That's the most important thing. That's what he's learning here this lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it may be that if he tries to do that, he keeps finding himself wishing he was home. I don't know, but, you know, you have to take a look at that. I mean, that's the most important thing in his chart, you know, where he's going to grow and he's going to take advantage of that growth, you know, because it's something he's never done before, you know. And so um, his connection with his mother is going to be extremely strong, obviously, has to be for him. Mm-hmm. It will be. It'll, I think it might even be stronger than Lilibet. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, she's Harry's girl. Yes. <laughs> I wonder she if she's going to have red girl. hair, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it'd be interesting. But this is definitely Harry's girl. Yeah, it makes sense because Harry has been a go-getter in his life, and he's pretty, takes charge. And the red hair says a lot, too. Red hair is really important for Aries types. She's got an Aries moon, so well, you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you don't know. You don't have any yeah. idea until, you know, they show a picture of her, which I hope they do soon, but... They're going to keep her away from the camera for a while, but she's not going to want that. <laughs> not if she's when she's older. No, she no. won't. No, she'll want to be on center stage, basically, with that tenth house the way it is, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and also Algol up there. And you know, do you think maybe she's going to get up there, you know, when she's older and you know, and speak in front of people? Do you think the stuff that she says is not going to be that popular with Algo up there? I gotta wonder. You know. She's going to rock the boat. <gasps> okay, yeah. All right. All right. She'll yeah. rock the boat. She may continue her mother and grandmother's humanitarian work Yeah. because her Mars in the 11th also sextiles the Midheaven within okay. a degree. Right. It's not as tight as the Pluto, but it does sextile the Midheaven within a degree. Okay. There are humanitarian tendencies here, but... Much like Diana, she'll go outside the box when yeah. it comes to performing them. That's right. You know, the thing, too, is the Uranus in the ninth. Do you have that in the ninth? Or is, that's what I have here on my chart. Yeah, I, have, yeah, I do. Okay. 
Uh, because I think you may have a different charge system. It's, you know, planets are in different houses, but that's okay. We can adapt. But Uranus in the ninth says that whatever belief system comes along, she's going to try it on and probably will dismiss it, you know, because that's not going to be right for her. She has to do what's right for her, you know. Right. And now she won't, she won't buy into organized religion. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. No, no, no. And somehow that, you know, it's kind of, it's not that far away from a midheaven, but it's going to be, part of it's going to get filtered into her midheaven activities. You know, it's not conjunct the midheaven, but it's still there making a little bit of a bracket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when she's 14, that yeah. Uranus will solar rock to the midheaven, and she's really going to rock the boat. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right, you're right, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah, and that's, that actually takes place at her first uh, Saturn thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Half a Saturn. Saturn opposite Saturn, yeah. Saturn, right, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would definitely be a factor. Saturn opposed yeah. Saturn. It'd have to be because you're going to come up against all the different authority figures and you're going to go, I'm sorry, I'm not believing any of you. And then you just kind of dovetail off into your own di- direction at that point. Right, you know? and she'll be entering high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sure. I mean, we can actually look on here, people. I'm talking to the audience. We can look on here and kind of see when these things are going to happen, you know, when the evolution of this child takes place, you know, and what directions it's going to go in, too, because there there really isn't what I would say that much unpredictability here, but it it is it's going to seem really unpredictable to the people that are around her. You know, it's like, what are you doing? You know, what do you think you're doing? You know, and they're trying to figure out what the heck she's up to, but she doesn't have to tell anybody. She's just going to do She'll it. She'll be anyway. hard to control. Yes, she will. She'll be very hard to control. She'll be, when Harry will be more, I mean, I'm sorry, Archie would be more docile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely a mama's boy, but also he's very gentle, you know, and, yeah. um, and, you know, she does. He does have that zero degrees Gemini moon, and that's not that close to her Gemini stuff. But it's still enough to give a, a possibility that Archie and Lilibet are going to be talking a whole lot when they grow up. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of interchange there. So yeah, there will be. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So well, and Ar- Archie's North Node is in the third in Cancer. Right. So he'll always look out for her. Right. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah, it it'd be um it'd be most interesting to watch them grow up and see how they how well they do together. We do a composite maybe at some point. You know, to mm-hmm. see how, how well that they do. But um anyway, so what else do you have it do you have anything else you want to talk about here for, with them? I well, mean it's it's just interesting. Elka and Harry's Uranus is on nine Sagittarius, which is the fixed star on Tyres. And it's right on Lilibet's south node. Yes, it is. Yeah. So he's going to instruct her about the craziness (laughs) of his past. Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. But Antares indicates that something is dying because Antares in the Zodiac at 9 Sagittarius happened at the end of November, okay, because... That's where Sagittarius takes place in the Zodiac at the end of November. And at that time of year, all the leaves are dying. Right. But as they're dying, they're giving us great beauty. Right, right. That's true. They do. It's the death of a situation that will renew again months later. Right, right. So she's going to carry this dichotomy within her of Mm -hmm. a family 
that needs to disappear, but yet I'm going to pick up the threads and carry it through. Right, yeah. I mean, when I looked at this chart, I said, the first time I looked at it, I went, well, okay, it doesn't look like she's going to be out in the public that much. And then, bam, that Leo rising just showed right up at the doorstep. Mm-hmm. I said, And not uh, only that, Harry's Chiron is on Lilibet's North Note. Okay, all right. So, I mean, <laughs> he's going to have far more of an influence. Yeah, healing effect on her, too. Yeah, Very much so. Okay, I'm writing this down. She'll, he'll be, uh, she'll be under his wing, literally, from day one. Well, I'm it, not saying Megan won't be an attentive mother. Oh, I'm not sure. saying that for one minute. Well, but it, he's it, going to be the principal parent here. He's going to be her teddy bear. Yeah, and you look at the 10th house, which is the house of the dad anyway. There's her son, and there's Mercury in the North Node. I mean, that's the way mm-hmm. she's traveling this lifetime. And that's where you're going to look to which parent is going to assist, and that's going to be dad. That's going to be dad assisting her in that. You know, mm-hmm. so... It may be because of the way the chart's laid out that she has a very, obviously, is going to have a public life anyway. But it may be a public life through Harry, you know, possibly through the royal family. Do you think that's possible? Very possible. Okay. Yeah. But on her terms. Yes. <laughs> right. Says so I'm going to that, do it my way. Yeah, I'm going to do it my way. And Harry's going to have a role in how she goes about codifying that. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, there's some other things here which I find interesting. Neptune's in the seventh house. Okay, so when she gets ready to get married, that's going to be interesting. And then Jupiter is also there. So you got well, both Jupiter's of those. There. Yeah, Jupiter's there, but Neptune's closer to the eighth house cusp. Yeah, it is fairly close here, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she won't understand money, this poor thing. Yeah, I was going to say no, it's in the won't. eighth. No, uh, no, Yeah, she won't understand where it comes from right? And or how to manage it. And yeah. her earning capacity, well, which is Virgo on her second house, right, is in dignity, but it's retrograde. So right. she may earn it, but I don't know that she'll manage it, and I don't know that she should. Yeah, it really, it's, you know, with the, the money that those two have, there probably won't be an issue, but... No, of course not. No, but, you know, because the charts are saying there might be an issue, you know, that there may be things that go on with money that will concern her. You know, mm-hmm. so it'd be something that's in her, her line of sight, is what I'm saying. You yes. know, so that she becomes aware of those things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I'm kind of looking at, you know, here's the thing here is this is Mars Pluto opposition, and then you got Moon and Aries in the eighth. That's like echoing the Mars Pluto mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like saying the same thing, but in a different part of the chart. That's right. So um, that's basically about power, I think. Oh, absolutely. Her but, power but, but, and other, other people's power, too. Another thing that you were saying early before about marriage, she has Jupiter in Pisces in the seventh house, very close to the cusp, so she will make a very advantageous marriage. Yes, she will. You know, mm-hmm. somebody that sort of like her, her great-grandmother marrying that very high-level man in, in the military. You know, that's mm-hmm. the type of thing we're looking at here. So Yes, but however, the ruler of her seventh traditionally is Saturn, and Saturn is in dignity in the sixth retrograde. She will marry a commoner. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And, and not, but you know what? What? It's really not a commoner. I, I, I mean, where would I even get off saying something like that? Because well, I'm you not just a did, royal but person. <laughs> but however, 
in her she uh, she would not marry anybody necessarily royal or if they were right. they'd play it down yeah but she would marry somebody that's equal to her obviously mm-hmm. you know yes. because the aquarius there and in the six that that'd be something that she would not necessarily you know if anybody of the if the royal or family are trying to tell her who to marry she says i'm sorry no i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna marry who i that's want right. Yeah. So. Oh no, you know th- th- this this girl will not be dictated to. No, she won't. So anyway, okay, we have to take another real quick break here. When we get back, we'll be finishing up with Ms. Jackie Slevin. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of the Medicare Exchange. She is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. Now, we have this new thing that's going on. It's coming. It's showing up the news even more. Even the guys on Como Radio on their radio show are talking about it now. It's a new long-term tax, and this has to do with care. Basically, long-term health care. Okay, starting in January 2022, a new long-term health care tax will be imposed on everyone that has is a W-2 employee. It means just about everybody is a W-2 employee, unless, of course, you work for the government or you have Medicare or anything like that, then you're not. Okay, so this is a new state tax. You'll be forced to pay $0.71 cents for every $100 you earn. So if you earn $200,000 per year gross, the state says that they will take $1,160 per year and additional taxes from you. This doesn't sound good to most people. They're freaking out. So the benefit that will give you $100 per day for one year, if you still live in Washington, to qualify, you have to pay in for 10 years. And once the 10 years are over, you don't get any of the money back. So... This is the thing that's happening. So she can provide uh, a personal long-term care policy with much better benefits. So if you want to opt out of the state's, the state's plan, this Washington state's plan, the state has made this tax mandatory. You cannot opt out unless you pay for your own. There is a bunch of rules on how the policy must be structured. Please call me if you want a cheaper option. Most life insurance contracts with long-term care writers do not meet the criteria. It's worth a conversation. So if you want to know more about that, and I would if I were needing this, but if you want to know more more about this, call Susan Bergstrom at 253-318-9379 for appointment. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. We are finishing up with our wonderful guest, Ms. Jackie Slevin. Hello, darling. Hello. Hello. You sound mysterious. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we've been talking a lot about the the newest born of the uh, royal family. And this is the daughter of Meghan and Harry, who was just born on the 4th of June. And we've been talking all about her astrology and and. She, it was so funny because you kept instant messaging me on Facebook saying you have got to see this woman's chart. She was mm-hmm. you're researching it layer after layer after layer. You're coming up with all this interesting things because who knew, you know, um, literally the time and date and place of her birth, she would have all this stuff, particularly the Algol and the Regulus thing. Huge, huge, because Regulus is is 
it's a real powerful thing for a person to have, especially on this, they're on the ascendant. You know, it's royalty. It, it's royalty. Yes. <laughs> we just ask Donald Trump. You know, yes, her father. Yes, and her father was a prince in exile. Yes, a prince in exile. Right. Exactly. So, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to, um, and, and that actually affects how people, unfortunately. You know, I think, do you think it's a, it's a power brokerage type of thing? Since they have a lot of power, do they tend to use it over other people? I mean, I've seen the one example in the news, you know, which is obviously Trump. But, mm-hmm. you know, regular seems like it would be a good influence if it's done in a higher way. It, well, when you have, William Lilly said, the thick stars lift you out of the masses and... That is indeed what they do. Uh huh. So that's what's going to happen. Okay. To, it did happen to Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. he was on the world stage for for many years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Prior to becoming a president. Right. Yeah, and Lilibet will have the same. I know I'm not saying that she'll be a bully and that sort of thing, uh-huh. but she will have a great deal of authority and power and presence. Yeah. And. It is up to her yeah. how she uses it. Yes. Because and, with alcohol on the midheaven, if she abuses it, it will get her into trouble. Yeah, it will bite her in the shorts, to say the least. You know, mm-hmm. and um, we can say she's going to be probably fairly attractive with a really wonderful head of hair. <laughs> so, yes, you're right. Yes. You know, do you have Leo rising, too, in your chart? No, I have Pisces rising. Oh, that's right. You're the opposite of me. Yeah, Pisces with Leo rising. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's, it's, I'm really kind of curious. Now I really want to see her grow up, see how she's going to manifest all that stuff. Yeah, this but, is going to be very interesting. Well, she's going to give them a run for their money. I can tell you that. Oh. You know, their yes, parents. She yeah, she will. She's like, what is this child doing? I do not get it, you know. But, right. you know, it. the thing about having, having an astrology reading, and I want to just take a sideline here as a bit of a commercial doing an astrology reading for somebody that's newborn can be the greatest service you could ever get because right. it will help you prepare for what is going to come you know and I remember one time I did a reading for a couple of hairdressers and they were really sweet very gentle Neptunian types and their daughter had uh, they were, was born with a Capricorn moon <laughs> and they were very upset <laughs> she says what you got a Capricorn moon for what are we going to do with that I said, well, she might help you run your business later on, okay? Right. Yeah. Somebody's got to do the paperwork. That's right. Somebody's got to have the organized head for business. You know, maybe you don't want to deal with it, but she'll help you deal with it, you know. And she'll know how. And she'll know how, instinctively, you know. So um, so there's there's a good sign to every single sign, but it just looked like that. Says, are you sure that's our child type of thing? You know, I said, yes, it is your child, and it's a lesson you're going to learn through her. Okay, so depending on how well you deal with your business and, and th- the surrounding ev- environs around that, you know, if you're not handling it really well, it'll probably bring in a child who can. <laughs> so, you know, it always seems like we always find the answers to everything that we're kind of not doing that well eventually. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So, anyway, anywho, so um, let's see, anything else we want to talk about Archie about? Anything else about Archie? Archie, in conjunct through Mars and Pluto, exact in conjunct, Mars and Pluto in his chart. Well, he'll have power, but 
be at with at loose ends as to how to implement. It. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird because you know, it is kind of it. I always always think of an in conjunct as an adjustment attitude. You know, oh, you, uh, yes. you have yeah. those two sides, and you have to always adjust your energies for it. You know, because mm-hmm. it seems like it's going to overpower the aspect. Because if you release one, the other side is a little more reluctant to show up, you know. So, I mean, if you can somehow balance it and get it equal between the two, it's going to be a little bit better. But, um, yeah, um, I just, it's amazing how a lot of these people in the royal family all have Pluto-Mars aspects. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're pa- because they wield a great deal of power. Yes, they do. Yes. 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 Now, what about Archie, his ruling planet? is in a crisis degree. He has Gemini rising, and Mercury, the ruler of Gemini, is at 29 Aries. Okay. So right. he's going to turn into something. Yes, he will, in spite <laughs> yeah. of everything. Right. Yes, he will. And now his moon is, is quite close to the ascendant within five, six degrees. So his moon is zero Gemini 58. So around yeah. the age of five, yeah. that moon will come to the ascendant and mm-hmm. he will be out in the public okay because he'll be in school yes that's right and he'll probably mm-hmm. be in public school and, and then we'll then we'll get pictures you know and yeah. that sort of thing <laughs> yeah yeah i think i've seen probably, one picture of him it was kind of like nonplussed you know not really sure what he looked like but yeah yeah so anyway listen we've got to go i'm so okay. sorry it's been well, an amazing it went by so fast but it always does when we're having we have you on the show. It's fabulous. Thank you so so much for being on the well, show today. Oh, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Okay, we'll have you on again soon. Thank you, Eileen. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, uh, we got quickly. We have the Jupiter Experience Metaphysical Convention con- conversation that starts on August third. That's our group. It's going to be meeting in in Pizza Casa in Lakewood, Washington. And let's see, Barrel Full of Monkeys 1 and 2 are out, and I'm doing a vocal thing on both of those as far as audio read on a couple of stories, which are kind of fun. And then we have the uh, upcoming uh, thing tomorrow night, After Dark Readings, at Pizza Casa again, and I have to hurry up, and I think that's going to be about it. And also next week, we have Michael Seapress on the show, who's going to be doing his music and hopefully in studio and probably have his piano here too, we hope. Anyway, that's it for us today. I hope you all listened and had a good time. Let me know if you have any questions about what we're doing. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.